Hey everyone, we talk a lot about courage on this podcast, right? And how imperfectly pursuing something that God has put into your heart. And today I'm excited because we get to listen to Annie Weber. Annie is an author and she has written a book called Astounding Truths. And we're going to hear her story behind what made her want to write this, what the book is about, and what it was like stepping into courage and following through with what the Holy Spirit was asking her to do. Guys, it's a great interview. You got to go check out her book, Astounding Truths. Listen to the podcast. Guys, it's going to be a good one. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, everyone. I am Carrie Irvin, and you are listening to My Imperfect Pursuit Podcast. Here in my podcast, we dive deep into the topics that inspire us, as well as the ones that we know we need to hear, but maybe we just don't want to hear. I hope this podcast helps you find the courage to create and nurture a life that welcomes fear and realizes failure is an incredible teacher. You want to dream big. You want to build a life that is more peace than worry, more joy than hurt, but you aren't sure where to start, right? Tune in, because as your coach, I'm going to reveal how the thoughts you have can build or unravel your true self. You know, that part of you that approaches life from love versus fear. This is my imperfect pursuit of the life God intended, and I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. Hi, guys. Thank you for tuning in to uh, my podcast. I have a very special guest. Very excited to introduce Annie Weber, and I'm going to let her just kind of introduce who she is and her background, and then we're going to get into some pretty cool questions, um, things that you need to know about this woman and what she is doing. So, Annie, thank you for being here. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for coming. Thank on. you so much for having me, Carrie. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So, tell us, where do you live? All right. Well, currently, I'm on the island of Guam, and if you're not familiar with Guam, it's okay. It's another seven hours past Honolulu. It's way far, far out. I'm closer to the Philippines and Australia, but my husband is a federal employee. He took a two-year assignment here. So um, it's been an adventure. I love it here. It's been so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it has been an adventure. And in the meantime, so we're going to talk about Annie has written an incredible book and I really want to dive into this because I, and from what I know, and what you've told me too, this move inspired kind of this book to come to life. So how did this move going to Guam play a role in your book coming to life? Tell me about that. Yeah, I am so thankful for the Lord's timing and everything. We were currently or before Guam in Northern Virginia. And so of course, um, I had a very full calendar there. And so coming here, to Guam in 2022 just completely wiped my calendar clear. And I did, I felt like I had a very clear calling from the Holy Spirit to write about the Bible in plain language, easy to understand. So the download kind of came from the Holy Spirit at the tail end of living in Virginia. The title was just given given to me, Astounding Truths and um, What to Do. So again, with the relocation, I just, I had, I had no commitments and I could commit while, while my son was in preschool to working on it every day. And, and that's what I did shortly after I got here, signed a contract with the publisher and just put a thousand percent energies into getting it done. So I'm just really thankful that God, you know, ordained all that to happen just as it, as it did. 
Oh, absolutely. And I'm sorry, I did forget to say the title. The title of the book is Astounding Truths. And I love, absolutely love the title. So um, thank you. And it, I think it, that kind of helps understand like what it's about. So the fact that, and and I wanted to ask you was to dissect the, the Bible into kind of like more easily digestible nuggets. Like I, you know, it's the only best way I can make, you can tell I have little kids at home, yeah. <laughs> but, but honestly, what an incredible way to present it. Because when you think about it, if somebody is new to scripture, somebody's new to the Bible, it can be very intimidating. Or yes. maybe it's been a while. Maybe it's just, I haven't opened a Bible up since I was a kid. And it for me, it was so hard to understand. I haven't opened it since. I mean, I've heard that, you know. Um, so, you know, with that being said, just what were all the emotions like when you know, okay, I'm about to take this on and yeah. I'm going to put this to where people can understand it easier. Tell me about that. What all did you feel? All the things. Well, like you said, I mean, I, the, I've been told and now I understand this in this in this world of book writing, you write your book um, to someone like you or, you know, I, ideally I was looking at like I was the ideal reader. I didn't open a Bible till I was much older. I was 28. So I I lived many years in the world. And then when I got exposed to studying the Bible, which was when I was a new mom home with a baby, a great baby who slept all the time. Mm -hmm. um, that's when I really started studying and reading the Bible on my own. So, again, I wanted to produce a tool that would be helpful for someone like me who was really unfamiliar. And like I said, it, it's not like an in-depth Bible study. It's not, you know, you work. I mean, I love working through the Bible and in depth, you know, going through the book of John or going through the book of Genesis, but this is just bite-sized truths to kind of grab someone's attention, get them in. I want to explain who said the scripture, why did they say it? What was the context? What happened? And then what, you know, ultimately God is trying to teach us. So, um, yeah, it was, it's kind of set up like a daily read where it's just, you know, like here, here's, it's meant to be a tool to draw someone to, you know, pique their interest and help them want to study more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no. And, 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 and that's, it's good. And it's good that your heart was in it to be like, okay, like you said, here's my own experience, but how can I help others? How can I help bring this to a part where it's maybe not so intimidating. And yeah, I think, no, that's exactly, that's, that's exactly what I wanted. Not making it I wanted it written just like, it's, I want it to feel like a conversation and the feedback I've gotten is great. You know, it's like, Annie, I feel like I know you, you're just sitting on your couch. It's funny. It's lighthearted. It's, it's not, it's not for the four hundred level theologian. It's more, more for the 99 or the one Oh one level, someone who just wants to, um, you know, be triggered to go, to go, you know, step by yeah. step. Yeah. And then lead them into it deeper. I mean, you never know, like what you, the world you're opening up to them, yeah. you know, that's yeah, that was my story a hundred percent. I mean, I just sat, sat there and read books all day and really just kind of, I was really blessed by some great Bible teachers who just kind of broke it down for me and simple. And that's, oh. that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So well, that kind of leads us to the next question is what has been your best success tool for learning more about the Bible and growing your faith? Um, I've been part of a ministry called Community Bible Study. There's classes all over the country, 800 some classes um, when I went to training, but it's, it's, I do better in groups. I do better with accountability. I like, I mean, like everything in life with my fitness journey, with so many things. I mean, I, I like the accountability. So um, I also like 
going through like a workbook. I like questions. I like kind of having to like, you know, someone guide me through not, not that the Holy spirit can't do that for me. I mean, certainly I could do it on my own, but I appreciate the assistance of, um, you know, the thought provoking questions. So that's, what's been my best tools, uh, of course, in that ministry, like having the accountability of meeting weekly with other women who are like-minded, who are desiring to grow their faith. Um, yeah. yeah, I would say that's the hands down reason why I know the Bible well. I mean, I just I love obviously being part of a local church is important and that's our calling as Christians. But for me, my own learning and understanding has come on, on my own time during the week, the study I put in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And would you say that that own time, like, you know, your mind just being more curious about it is kind of also what fueled it too? like, you know, I bet there's other people out there that may not be able to be a part of the community every week, have a small group or have access to it even, you know? And like you said, when people said, it feels like you're just sitting here talking to me and guys, if you got to check around on social media, we're going to do a social media thing in a minute, but she does tidbits online. She talks to you as if you are just like sitting right across from her. So I know reading the book is going to be the same way. So do you feel like that kind of helped inspire you too? Is like, as I'm going through yeah. the book and I'm reading it, this is what I want. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I want, I want people to know that it's, it doesn't, it can be intimidating, but it doesn't have to be, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that's the goal. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm really grateful for God's calling in my life. I feel like, you know, for a lot of years I was kind of floundering and, you know, figuring out my purpose. And like, you know, many women, I'm sure listening, if, if you're a mom, you know, you're struggling with, with that or not, not struggling, but you know, you're yeah. calling to be a mom and be present. And then, um, you know, finding something that, you know, you find joy. in. so I struggled for a lot of years. I feel like now finally, and I'll be 44 this year, like I'm really dialed into like what my calling and what my purpose is. And that's helping people understand the Bible and hopefully Lord willing, producing more tools that, you know, will get, get people inspired to grow and deepen their faith. Oh, absolutely. And when you say like, I think the forties have been pretty remarkable. I'm, I'm 45. So like, I'm really liking it. You know, I'm finding, yeah. you find out a lot about yourself in your forties in a good, such a good way. You know, I remember hearing that years ago and I would agree with that. There's a lot more clarity, a lot more confidence, a lot more, um, just everything seems to have just really evened out, you know, like the marriage seems to get better. The, yeah. the, the fitness journey, the wellness journey, um, just yeah, I think all the kinks get worked out. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so if you're listening and you're in your 20s and 30s, I I do <laughs> agree with the sentiment that it does just continue to get better. It does. I mean, and you allow growth, and that's what you've done, and you've opened yourself up to an opportunity to okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take God's word here, and I'm gonna put it out there to where it's not intimidating. It's more understandable for people for people that don't know how to approach it. You know, I mean, we know of the Bible, but how do we dive into it? And you said, listen, I think, I think I can help you here. And that's incredible. That is an incredible calling to answer. And I'm, I can, I know it could not have been easy. And like you said, a lot of people along the way, right? Yeah. I would just say, Carrie, that, you know, I, I felt the resistance of, of the enemy. You know, there were, I was on my knees every morning, like before I, before I went to work. Um, yeah. Cause like I said, I devoted that three hours when my son was in preschool and just, yeah went all in. I was on my knees. Lord, let me handle the word rightly. Um, mm. Give me the download. Give me the words I need to say. Let it bless one person. Let it bless many. But um, yeah, there was definitely some some resistance that I had never quite experienced to that level as I had in this past year with producing this. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, but how brave of you to say, you know what? Okay. But I'm still stepping into this, you know, like it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's bigger than you. Right. You yeah. Know? I think it really, yeah. Like what you said, I mean, it's a testimony of God's work in my life. And I say that not to be boastful, although the Bible says, if we're going to boast, we can boast in the Lord. I really honestly feel like, you know, he really gave me the, the drive and just the discipline to do it and, and to continue, you know, working yeah. towards, towards the goal of helping people absolutely uh, become more familiar. So yeah, well, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm grateful for this season and all the fruit that's come from it for sure. Oh, I bet. I bet. And then with that, just like, I want you to talk about what you've learned about yourself from living in so many different places. Like how is it marriage, you know, all those things. Yeah. I, I love that. I didn't know that my life would end up. I mean, I, since I got married, we've lived in eight different States and Guam and it's just, it's been really fun. I get a buzz off new adventures and new people and um, just the new opportunities that have come. All four of my kids were born in a different state. And then here on Guam, we've had a couple foster girls. So I was oh, able wow. to be a mom to the um, to the local culture. The culture here is called Chamaro. So the, the local people, the island people, they have um, they have their own language here. Yeah. I mean, it's an American territory. So it, in some ways, it feels like America. But in some ways, it feels very much you know, foreign and like a third world. Um, but it's been good. But yeah, I mean, I'm just grateful when my husband, um, I've heard him say many times to people like when God put us together, he put wanderlust, meaning we both like, you know, to travel and do different mm-hmm. things and have different adventures. And I'm grateful um, with with Brian being a federal employee, we've just had, you know, some cool opportunities to do different things. And oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's been fun. It's been really good. And, and so with that being said, you know, a lot of times I talk to my listeners about stepping into courage. And if, if you feel like there's something pulling you, um, not to ignore that nudge and think that, okay, well, who am I to think that I could do this or, or whether it even just be, it it could be writing a book. It could be anything. It could just be, I just want to make my life more peaceful at home. I've, I've never had that example in my life and it scares me. What if I mess it up? All that, right? That I think a lot of moms and women we go through in our life, especially whatever season we're in. So with that being said, I'm on courage, did you feel like you had to muster up a lot of courage to, for one, like even just moving to like, you know, you're living in Guam. There's not a whole lot of people walking around saying, hey, I lived in Guam, you know, and then this is kind of like a, a two-part question. And then you have, you know, and then I'm I'm going to get this book. You had the idea somewhere else, but I'm going to complete it here. I mean, mm-hmm. tell me about the courage it took just to, I'm moving overseas. And then, and I'm also going to keep following this dream. Like, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, I, I will say a thousand percent, it took a lot of courage. I would say, I'm not, I'm not a timid person and I don't even think I'm kind of reclusive. I'm pretty open, but it felt like the scariest thing I'd ever done. And I also did not socialize it at all. Like the beginning stages of this is what I feel called to do. It felt like the biggest secret of my life. Like, and it felt like some kind of, I don't know. I mean, I it just, I don't know why. I don't know if that's normal, but it felt like, um, and I know like the coaching of, of the publisher, you know, they said, okay, start talking about it, get on social media. I was terrified to get on social media and talk about it. I mean, it seemed like the scariest thing also. And then having a website, it was like, okay, yeah. this is what you need to do. And I was like, that seems like the scare. I mean, 
Yeah. I, they sound like silly and simple things now that I'm saying this out loud and admitting this. No, I um, understand, girl. I do. I okay. Do. But it just felt like to get on social media and talk about something you do, I'm also like, I'm kind of like, let's just wait till after it's done and then I'll talk about it. You know, like <laughs> I'm not going to get on. So I'm not going to sit there and tell everybody I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm just going to, you know, show everybody. Show when everybody. It's done. <laughs> it definitely yeah. felt um, like a, like a private kind of like, I'm just going to just do this, but do it very secretively. I mean, eventually I got more comfortable socializing it and then, you know, realizing like, yes, promoting, promoting yourself when you write about the Bible or you writing about the gospel is ultimately promoting the Lord. And there's, yeah. that's what we're called to do as Christians is, right. um, you know, disciple people, share the faith. So um, I feel like the calling is very much in step with, with what the Lord wants from me. But um, yeah, I mean, all the feels, it was definitely a process. And again, from, from someone like me who was, you know, just, I hate to say the word just, but essentially that's what I felt like just a homemaker for all these years pouring into the four kids, you know, it really did feel like, okay, this is something, I mean, I had done any other things through the years, but it, this was like, okay, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. clearly stepping out in a major new way here to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so at, when you would say on comfort zone level, would you say it was way out of your comfort zone? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I mean, I think writing is a very lonely process. I'm a high extrovert. So to sit at a desk mm. and isolate myself, that, that means saying no. I mean, I had just moved here. So my, my normal tendencies would be to, you know, plug into the social world and do all the things and do all the hikes and the fun stuff. And then, you know, it felt like, no, you got You got to sit at a desk and you got to hunt yourself over a laptop and you do nothing. And that's what it felt like. I'm like, this is not even my, my personality. It's really lonely. It's really isolating. Mm. I mean, I'm grateful for the fruit that's come from it now. Now is the fun part and, and doing, you know, more talking about it. But um, the writing season is hard. I mean, I think about all these celebrities that write books and I'm like, are they just hiring ghostwriters? Because it is like a long and hard process to sit down and isolate yourself and do it. Mm. Um yeah. Although I know some people love writing. I don't, I, I mean, I like, I like helping people understand. I like people, but you know, the writing is the tricky part. I, I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. my take on it. Yeah. Trying to in, basically become a teacher. How do I teach these people? Yeah. How do, you know, whoever opens this book up, how do I make it to where they get what exactly what I was trying to get across? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I want to say yeah. too, that takes a lot of courage to put something that you put your heart into and to say, okay, I'm putting it out in the world, you know, and I'm, and you know, there's anytime you put anything out in the world, it does take a lot of courage because it's just for one, it's just, it's almost like this is a work of mine, even though it's about the Bible, this is something that's near and dear to me. I've poured a lot of time into, mm -hmm. you know, and then, so I just want to commend you on that. I'm very proud of you for following through. Cause Thank there you. did you ever have a, a moment? I'm kind of, I'm just going off here. Did you, did you have a moment where you felt like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? I should just, I just need to stop. Like this is. Yeah. There was lots of times I wanted to quit. Honestly. I mean, the calling from God was to write a hundred. And there were many days where I was like, man, why don't I just stop at 66? Or yeah. why don't I just stop at 90? You know, like these numbers all sound like a reasonable, you know, 66. Yeah. I'm like, okay, 66 books of the Bible. I can quit now. And then I just kind of reminded myself like, I didn't even give myself the idea, the title, the hundred, like just get to a hundred, like just yeah. continue to be faithful. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I felt like, you know, for a lot of months, I just kind of had to ignore my family. You know, when you mentioned mom guilt earlier, I'm like, well, you know, I recognize you can't do everything a hundred percent, you know, so, you know, balance. I mean, ironically, I have a master's degree and I wrote my thesis project on work-life balance. So I'm like, Uh, certainly I haven't arrived yet, but there were many seasons or many weeks where I felt like, I mean, even on the weekends, like my husband would take the foster daughter and our four kids to the beach. And it's like, Oh, it's hard to say no to a beach day. But you know, if I knew I could get a couple hours on a Saturday of uninterrupted time, I I felt like if I'm going to do this, I need to get it done. I'm all, I also have a little bit of a neurotic personality where I, I don't relax well until something is done and out yeah. there. So at that point yes. it was like, <laughs> I can't do anything in life, but do this. And then once it's done, I feel like I can graduate and move on. Yeah. Oh, and I understand that I, I become very hyper-focused and it's like, I just want to get it done. And that's something I've had to work through myself on some things like, but yeah, I, I get, I understand that pulling completely, completely. So Tell me about this when you were talking about your thesis project, the work-life balance, like how do you balance your work life with responsibilities, with family life, with now, now with like, I'm, I want this book. I want people, people to know about it. This is important. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, I think it gets better, you know, and I know there might be a wide variety of listeners, moms with kids at home, mom with little kids, mom yeah. with homeschool kids. So for me, I have a little more clarity. It's a little easier. My kids are all um, school age now. And mm-hmm. so that has kind of redirected where where I can have a little more clarity. I'm like, okay, this is stuff that I'm doing, you know, for the business. And then, you know, after school, it's a little different. Um, you know, I think when the kids were all home and young, you know, under five, that, that was a different season. So I think, you know, if I were to remind my younger self, I would just say, this is your season now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in my, my marriage, my house, I had a husband who was gone a lot. He's also in the military. So there was many times where, you know, like a nine or 12 month deployment was not yeah. uncommon. So, you know, looking back, it's like, if I know I'm the it parent for this season for nine or 12 months, like I, I need to step up, I need to be excellent in that role. So just recognizing like, there's like the, like the Bible says, there's a season for everything. And, um, yes, I just think remaining faithful and staying, staying aware that, you know, God is sovereign in all the details of our lives. You know, it's, it's really, mm-hmm. that's kind of like the sermon I preach to myself every day in all circumstances, you know, when things, when you walk through the shadow sides of life or tra- challenges, just recognizing that, you know, there's a purpose for all seasons. And yeah, no, I love that. God is sovereign. I wrote that down. God is sovereign in all the details of life. That's so true. So that's so- my favorite astounding truth I wrote about the, I love um, that. Verse, it's uh, Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. Joseph says to his brothers, what you intended to harm, the Lord used for good. And that Mm -hmm. is my favorite scripture. It is also the testimony, if if you guys are, if you're familiar with the story of Joseph, it's that first thing we need to know about him is that he had a good looking face and a good looking body, but he also experienced many years of hardship through no fault of his own. And years later, he was able to say, you know, the Lord, basically I'm paraphrasing, the Lord is sovereign in these things that, you know, what, what his brothers did to him, that was wrong. God meant it for good and the fruit from that. So I think that's a really important reminder for myself, for, for all of us, um, just to remember that he's there in all the details. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we kind of hit that it, what it does is it allows people to understand the Bible more in smaller like pieces, it more where it's easily, more easily digested. 
I'm going with that word. I'm just going to stick with that one, I guess. Um, but tell me like, like, for example, um, if someone were to look at your book and, and look at it and just kind of read, what would they see? They would probably, would they see like, oh, here I have a Bible scripture and then I'm going to, we're going to talk about it. What would they see or what would they read? It looks like, I mean, it would be like, I don't know if you, well, yeah. it's got the title. It's got mm-hmm. the, the title of the astounding truth, the scripture to go along with it. And then there's just a bite-sized little five to 600 word explanation of it. You, most of them open with like a one or two sentences, like a, yeah. um, the word my friend described it with was the self-deprecating humor, like making fun of myself, or here's a story that we can learn. <laughs> um, yeah. Like the oh, the first one, it's it's a mention of, you know, as a mom, you know, the goal always is to get the perfect family photo, the Christmas card photo. <laughs> yeah. But oh, that, yeah. you know, so I, like I talk about, you know, when we're trucking through nature, you know, like you see these photos, you know, and now I can laugh about it. Everyone has like yeah. a beautiful photo. Everyone's in full makeup and hair done, but you're yeah. in nature. It's not really realistic. Yeah. But yeah. the whole, the scripture to go along with it um, is the scripture about God looks at the heart, not the outward appearance, you know, and the lesson that, um, that we can learn, you know, with, with God reminding his people that regardless of what you look on the outside, God will always look at the person's heart. Yes. And I love that. And, and, and so I have one more question on that. What, how did you figure out which ones, I mean, there's so much in the Bible, you know, how did you figure out like this? I'm going to talk about this one. Was it ones that did they just stand out to you or was it that's a good question. I definitely, um, that was, you know, a lot of it was Holy Spirit inspired. Like yeah. I would, um, I mean, I, the goal, the first, um, the first goal or the idea of when the book got started was I was going to pick, I hate to say the weird scriptures or the quirky scriptures, but like there's references in the Bible of like, um, a mom breastfeeding, or yeah. there's references like Paul talks about itching ears. Mm-hmm. So like you would read that if you're just looking at the Bible and, and Paul talks about itching ears, you're thinking like, oh, Paul probably needs Benadryl because he's itching. But <laughs> yeah. that statement actually means he's warning his audience, like be uh, be attentive to not hear false teachers, like false teachers yes. are rampant. And so the message still applies to us today. So there's some quirky scriptures It kind of started with that. But then what I ended up doing is breaking it into four different sections. So the first 25 are all centered around the character of God. So there's 25 characteristics of God, each one. Um, So the first 25 is that. And then the second section, part two, is all testimonies of God's desire for his people. Um, And then the third part is kind of the original vision. It's just part three is called the curious um, parts of the Bible. The first one um, for, for that one, it's number 51. It's called the original Yo Mama Rose. There's a, there's a scripture in the Bible where, um, it's referencing your mother. And so, of course, when I think of that, I have a son who's <laughs> a teenager. It's, you know, yo mama jokes. All yo the mama. Time. Love, oh, yeah. I love when Luke is roasting his mom. So I open with, you know, <laughs> any day is a good day when Luke's roasting his mom. But did you know there's actually a yo mama joke in the Bible? And it goes on to explain it. So that's oh, the third it. part, those 25. And then the last part is... um God equips his people. So it's testimonies of God equipping his people. Um, The first one with that is God equips us to understand our identity. And I open up with a story about when a friend of mine um, had someone, it's a story about the guy was advertising himself as living in a gated community, but he was in prison. So it's talking about identities. 
<laughs> it's just silly, silly yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. um, trying to make the Bible relatable. Here's the story and here's what we can learn. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's incredible that you, the way you organized it and did that. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to check it out. I've been listening to your like tidbits and stuff you've been putting out there on social media. So with that being said, tell people, where can they find you? Where's the best place to, if they want to read more about you, read more about the book. And then of course, find the book, all the things. Well, like you said, I'm active on social media. It's astounding.truth on Instagram. Also, I have a website, astoundingtruths.com, where um, there's a short two-minute uh, video trailer and um, some information on there. But yeah, and I'm old school. I'm still in the 90s. I love email. I, I'm like, so can we just go back to 1995 and yeah. email Annie at truths.com. Send me an email. I'd love to connect. That's been the joy is just connecting with people. And, you know, it feels a little isolating here on Guam, you know, 7,000 miles away from you know, everyone in America, but it also, I mean, thanks to modern technology and internet, you know, it's, it's, it's a great blessing just to feel like you're connected with people, even when you're on the other, other side of the world. Yeah. I mean, what, a, and what a great connection. And then what an, an incredible chapter of your life, literally writing chapters, but also mm -hmm. here I'm in Guam, I'm, I'm doing this new thing in this new country, trying to get adjusted. And then I'm listening to the Lord. I'm listening to what he's telling me and, you know, maybe whispering. Sometimes he whispers. Sometimes he's a little more, you know, pushy with, hey, I need you to do this. But you answered the call. You stepped into courage. And I'm I'm so I'm so grateful you did, because this is going to bless so many people. This really thank will. You. you know, so thank, thank you. you. That was my prayer. That was my prayer every day on my knees. Like, Lord, if it reaches one person. Great. One person is, is great. More, more is good. Whatever you see fit. Like really, I kind of looked at like, whatever this, whatever you do with this, like you're in charge. There's even astounding truth about God as the CEO. Like knowing, like I was kind of all submitted to him, like, Lord, what you decide to do with this is your plans. I am just standing by and letting you work. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, where can they find your book? Where's a good place for them? Do they just order online through Amazon? I mean, yep, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble. It's on walmart.com and books a million. It's on all the websites. But, Great. Yeah. Well, thank you, Annie. I'm so glad you came on. Is there anything you'd like all the listeners to know before we sign off anything or you're just one, one more truth about you or anything else that um, kind of put you on the spot there? Sorry. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, truth about me. Hold on. Let me say something good. Hold on, sir. Um, Here, I got a question for you. Maybe this will help. What okay. advice would you give to others who maybe they want to become writers or they want to step out into a dream, but they're they're too afraid? The, the fear's there. Obviously, the fear's going to be there no matter what, right? That's just a part. Yeah. What would you say to um, them? I, my prayer tends to be, Lord, just give me peace. If this is something you want me to do, I will have a peace like a river about it. Mm -hmm. um, if it's not the season to to take on another project or tackle something, like I think there'll be a little resistance. So, yeah. um, I mean, I, I know that maybe sounds cliche, you know, really let the Holy Spirit guide, um, guide you. But also I think too, like having a team or, you know, whether it's a coach or someone that can help someone that's gone through it that knows because a lot of clarity comes from just hearing someone confirm that's mm -hmm. normal. 
Yes. That is a that is a right thing you're going through. I went through the same thing two years ago when I did it. I think it's really encouraging to hear people just acknowledge like this is this is how it is. You know, that's why I'm listening to, you know, several books or reading books about people that have gone through stuff that, you know, like where you want to get there like no it's that it doesn't come easy you know I mean there's no nothing just falls in your lap it, there's you know so yeah the coaching and just the community is probably really key yes oh I I agree definitely seek the wisdom of others and be okay with that I I think that's incredible so thank you yeah. so thank you Annie thanks for being here I'm so glad we got to share this is going to be this is like I said it's going to bless so many I'm going to go out I already got my mom interested in it we were talking about today and so so it's lots of good things happening. And so thank you for doing that. Thanks for listening. I hope this podcast blessed you. I have found so much insight and wisdom from podcasts that others have shared with me. And if you found this one helpful, go do the same and share it. Plus, don't forget to leave me a five-star rating and review because this will help others find my podcast among all the ones that are out there and help them find ways to create a life they love and desire. If you're interested in working with me, go over to Instagram or Facebook and check out my page at Carrie Irvin Life Coach. That's K-E-R-I-I-R-V-I-N Life Coach. And learn all about my one-on-one coaching as well as Unleashed, my group coaching program for women. You can also email me at Carrie Irvin Life Coach at gmail.com. Until next time, friends.